Welcome to season two of the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, Charlene Light, and this season, I'm taking you on the greatest adventure of my life. I'm moving to Paris. I am a fearless coach and a soul guide here to inspire you as I navigate all things spiritual in the greatest city in the world, Perry. After spending a year tackling my fears at 40, I learned that everything that we truly desire and who we came to be is on the other side of our fear. Life gets to be as fun and miraculous as you dream it to be. So what are you waiting for? Let's begin. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am so excited to bring to you a very special guest who was once a client of mine who has now written her first book, which we're going to dive right into and talk all about it. Um, We're going to talk about her journey to starting this beautiful chapter of her life. Um, And I want to introduce you to the lovely Liz Long. Welcome, Liz. Thank you, Charlene, so much for having me on your podcast today. Uh, you were instrumental in my in my life journey. Oh, thank you. Well, I want to jump right in and let's let's get started to that moment when we first met. Because um, where were you? This was during the pandemic. Was this a year ago? Maybe even more than a year ago. I know it was right before I moved to Paris actually. Yeah, I think, I think it was 21 Mm -hmm. sometime in first or second quarter of 21. Mm -hmm. So you reached out to me, we did a sort of, you know, 30 minute kind of discovery call or whatever. And, um, I remember you were saying to me, yeah, I have this book that I've been working on. And I was like, well, what, what is it that you really want to work on? You know, if we were to work together and you're like, I really have this fear of being seen. And I'm like, ah, ding, ding, ding. This is perfect because I find that for the majority of us that have big voices in the world that are meant to do big things, we have this huge fear of being seen. It's sort of like they go hand in hand. So tell me a little bit about where you were when we first connected and the journey that we kind of took together. Yeah, sure. Um, it absolutely was a, was a fear of being seen. And I would add to that, it was also a fear of being heard. Mm. I, I had no voice. And I think because I had no voice, um, that also just fed my fear of being seen. Because, you know, what, what then would I say if someone <laughs> saw me? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But this is what's so fascinating. You had written a book and I remember discussing with you, like, how did you even come up with this idea? Because it's so brilliant. Can you just talk about the title of the book and what it's about? And we'll go into all the details of how it came to you. Okay, sure. Um, The book is called Navigating Shitstorms, How to Find Your True Path When Life Gets Rough. And we all have we all have shitstorms in our life, and the one mm-hmm. thing that we can't ever change is uh, when stuff happens to us. Mm-hmm. I I wrote the book after reflecting on my own my own personal journey, and I wanted to share with readers how how I healed and what worked for me. And to also inspire and reassure them that it's never too late because it took me a long time. (laughs) It took me a long time to 
to figure out my shit. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that I, that I have figured out all my (laughs) shit yet because I haven't. Um, but I tell everybody how old you are. So today, yes, Uh today I am 61 years old. And when I met you, Charlene, and started on that fearless journey of finding my voice and overcoming my fear of being seen, uh, I would have been 50, 50, 59, I guess. Yeah. That's right, because we were talking about some my, some fearless action steps to take um, to embody the big 60, right? And yes. it was during COVID, and I remember it was really hard because where you were living, there were, it was kind of remote, and because I had this whole idea, well, we'll go into it a little bit later. <laughs> it but was very had, remote, so there were some limitations, absolutely, <laughs> exactly. yes. <laughs> exactly, but one of the things I remember after maybe like session two, I want to say, was it session two, where I was like, okay, Liz, I want you to go on your Facebook page and I want you to do a live video every morning for 30 days. And you about like your mouth just dropped. You were like, what? <laughs> like out the gate. I was terrified. I was thinking, I was thinking, what the hell have I done? I changed my mind, changed my mind. <laughs> I don't think I want to, I don't think I'm ready to work with this woman yet. <laughs> you were like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So I have to do it at the same time every day? I said, yes, Liz. The point is we want to create momentum. We want people to, to, to watch you. And you can't be like, one day I'm going to do it at 8 o'clock. The next day I'm going to do it at 6 o'clock. It's so confusing. <laughs> it was never, so funny. I'll what? never forget the first day, I the first the first Facebook Live I, I ever did. Um, I'm not exaggerating. I It, it took me probably four to five hours of serious preparation. And there was a technical aspect to it. I needed to figure out how, how the camera worked and how Facebook Live worked and, and all of that. But the, the, the bigger problem was working myself up to it. I practiced mm. videos and watched myself on the videos. And I thought, I can't do this. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't show, I, I can't show the world this, you know? But guess what? You did. I did. You did. I I did. Phenomenal. I mean, it was so beautiful to see because, again, like the voices in our head, and we're going to get into this, the voice in our head that tells us we suck, we're no good, who do we think we are? It's so, it's such bullshit. It really is the worst. It's like, it really is full of shit (laughs) because here you were getting up there doing these videos every day and you were so professional. I mean, it was really incredible to watch and you're engaging and you're so naturally charismatic. And, and so it just goes to show how we really don't know at all. <laughs> like you're so kind. You're so kind, Charlene. Those it's first videos true. sucked. <laughs> not at all, Liz, not at all. Because I said, you know, even if you're just talking a little bit about your, the chapters in your book or what you're working on, like you're just sharing more of who you are. Like that's really essentially what you're doing and you're going to get better as you do it. And so what's so fascinating is like cut to how many years later and guess who's doing lives pretty much every single day on Instagram. (laughs) No planning at all. It's been a journey. And uh, yes, I, with your guidance and encouragement, I took that first leap. 
it's not something I would have readily done on my own. That's for sure. Uh, and you know, the first step in anything is always the scariest. And yes, until we can put those voices at bay and just jump in and do it, um, you only have that one terrifying first experience once. That's that's the beautiful thing. And after that, everything becomes more comfortable and we improve and we we get better and it becomes then more part of who we are. Right. So if you were to tell your 59 and a half year old self right now, like what would you tell her when she had that freak out about going live for the first time? Ah, relax. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're so much better and you get so much better just by practicing. And that's the thing that I always tell people is like, you're so right. That first hit of like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? it does get easier. It's just about like getting back up on that bike, right. Getting back up on that stage. Like you just keep doing it. And you realize something like I wanted to ask you, what have you realized now that you're pretty much doing, you know, Instagram lives or uh, videos, um, and sharing more of yourself? Like, what have you learned about that? That you didn't know before? Oh, so much. And it's, um, it's leading into, the voice in our head that is reassuring and speaks from love and understands that anything is truly possible and not listening to the voice in our head that speaks only from fear and is trying to control us and keep us small and keep us afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And essentially keeping us where we are, right? Because yeah. really it's just a protection. It's yes. Like, don't go, don't walk through that door. Don't go down this path because there's a fear of the unknown. Who, who am I if I don't have control? It's like we pretty much operate based on past experiences. So if you're going to jump into like this new arena of like going on, you know, live every day or whatever your new thing is, the voice is going to try to pull you back because you're stepping into the unknown. Like who, who am I on the other side of this? You know? Yes, yes, yes. And those, uh, those fear-based questions and the concerns about what are other people going to think of me? Mm. And what if I sound stupid? And, um, you know, what if people make fun of me? Uh, Mm -hmm. all all of those, all of those things that, that hold us back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so I do remember at one point, didn't somebody reach out to you like a childhood friend that you hadn't talked to in forever and you were going to, as a consequence of you getting, getting up in front of people on Facebook, like, this is what I think is so beautiful too. It's like you, part of the unknown is you can't predict all the beautiful things that you're going to start to attract in your life. So you're absolutely right. I did. I had a, I had a, a, a classmate from grade six uh, that we were we were really good friends that I hadn't seen or heard of in oh I don't know like forty years or more and it was through that Facebook that Facebook live that she reached out and <laughs> we uh, we chatted quite a bit in fact I also uh, before I moved out west I drove a couple of hours and spent an overnight with her and had a, a really lovely visit in person. And I'm so glad that I had the chance to do that. And we're still in touch. And had I not done that, I would have never reconnected with her. 
So that is so cool. It's very cool. I love it. And so you went from preparing five, six hours or whatever for your first Facebook live to now you just literally impromptu turn on the camera record and you, and you post like no preparation at all. Yeah, I can do that now. Wow. Who would have thought, right? That's so cool. (laughs) That's so incredible, Liz. Congratulations. So let's dive into the book because the book was something that started, and I love how you write this um, so eloquently. I was actually kind of reviewing your book before I got into this um, call with you. And I want to touch on what you said, which was like, you said, I was hungry for something I couldn't identify starving. In fact, can you talk about what that, what that moment was like and what, what you mean by that? Yeah, it was, it was an accumulation of things in my life. And I, I was very, I was depressed. I, I was very depressed, but I was also yearning. I also had that, that feeling that there has to be more, there has to be more to life. There has to be more to relationships. There has to be more to our human, to my human existence here on earth. And it was a yearning is how I described it. And I didn't at the time know how to know how to fill it. So what did you do with that awareness that well, when things got, things spiraled really, really quickly for me. And I, I ended up checking myself into a private recovery center for depression mm. and uh, literally put my, myself in the hands of uh, other people to, to kickstart my healing journey and to help me reset. I, I didn't trust myself on my own. So I, I took those proactive steps. And That's when I came, yeah, when I, when I came out of there, I was there for a couple months. And when I came out, I decided that I was going to ditch my previous career, which was unfulfilling and become a mental health advocate and share my story with the world. So that's how the book came into, came into being. And so talk about the book and what it's about, because I love it's very, very like, didn't you have a moment where just like a download came of this, what you'll, you'll talk about in a moment. Tell yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I want you I to did. reveal it. It was, well, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty profound. And I, when I was at the place, I was forced not physically, but metaphorically to realize that all of my issues as an adult were from my childhood. And I had some, some trauma in my childhood, as, as all of us do. I mean, shit happens. One of the things that really surprised me, because I didn't think that it had anything to do with my problems as an adult. I thought I dealt with it, and it just, it was what it was. But one of the things that, that, I, was, um, that I was shocked to learn was that it wasn't necessarily what happened to us as children that was most predictive of how we turned out, it was how we responded to it as kids. Mm -hmm. And so taking away all the judgment around, you know, what, what's really traumatic and and what's not is, is kind of irrelevant because what matters is how kids responded to it. And um, when I was, when I was little, a close family member disappeared and was a missing person for five years 
And then her remains were found and it became a murder investigation. But I was, I was in the, in the, the, the core of that chaos. And uh, my mother was the lead uh, in, in the family investigating all of this. And I grew up believing that I should not rock the boat. There was a crisis situation that went on. Well, it's still, it's still going on today, Charlene. It's been 50, 55 years, and it's one of Canada's longest unsolved murders. Uh, but as a child, I grew up that my needs were not important and don't rock the boat. Don't say anything to make anything more difficult than the already hugely difficult stuff that was going on. Um, and I lost my track. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> How the profound moment of when yes. what you so, created the book. Yeah. Thank you. The place where I went made the connection between how I was struggling as an adult to what had happened to me as a child. And we had a lot of private therapy and group therapy sessions. And so I listened to life issues of some other people that were there. And my imagination would wander. The download that I got was the creation of this world that I call Victim Town. And some of the places in Victim Town are the Ego Arena, the Control Factory. I've worked my whole life in the Control Factory. <laughs> <laughs> the Guilt and Shame Cafe. I've eaten many meals there. Oh, it's so good. The Sorrow Swampland. And I've seen that too. The Denial Trails. I've got hiking boots that are pretty freaking worn out from trudging along a lot of those trails. Yes, yes. And uh, it just, it struck me and it, it wasn't something that I feel like I, I invented myself. Honestly, it, it came to me almost like in a dream. I woke up in the morning and, uh, and, and all this information was there. So unbelievable. the that thing I, so cool. Yeah, thank you. The thing I love most about it is that these places in Victim Town, where we all go, they create a language that makes it a lot less vulnerable to talk about. And not only for ourselves, if we happen to have spent, you know, some time there, there's also the resentment parking lot and the anger <laughs> gas station. Mm -hmm. um, we can express what's going on with us, but it also helps us support other people that we love. You know, we mm -hmm. can ask questions in a way that um, makes it easier for them to respond. Yes, exactly. Well, what I love yeah. is it's like you're taking something that could be really heavy and you're spinning it in a kind of a, a very light way, if that makes sense. Like I could say to you, Oh my gosh, I am in the freaking anger gas station again, or I'm, <laughs> I'm going up those trails, the denial trails again, you know, and it's, it just creates, like you said, this language that allows kind of a smile and a smirk to what normally could be a very heavy, you know, um, yeah. story. Cause people get stuck there. People get stuck in these stories and they don't realize it. So you are kind of like, you've created this landscape, almost like this, it feels almost like um, the way, you know, that board game life, 
like when yeah, we were kids. Yeah, I remember like that. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's almost like it's a board game. Like I can see this as a board game, Liz. You know, well, it might like, be one day. I yeah. don't know. I mean, but and we can talk about it in that way. So it's there's some levity, and, and we're not, and and so therefore it doesn't. Yeah, there's no charge to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and, and I think that's really a healing way to talk about this stuff. You know. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's my vibe is funny, not funny, and that was something that derived from my my childhood because um, there was always hard stuff. You know, I'd come home after school some days, and there'd be a couple police cars in the driveway, and, and my new friend would be like, "What's going on? I don't. What's happening?" It's like, "Yeah, it's a problem. We know them by first name. They're just the detectives coming to you know give us the the update on my on my my murdered or missing aunt." You know, and yeah, it's it, it's funny, not funny, um, right? But that that often is life, you know. Absolutely. There's there's lots of hard stuff that that happens to people, and you have to find a way to talk about it. And I'm not I'm not saying that not dealing with the hard feelings and using humor to cover them up. That's you know that's that's a denial trails thing. Right. Uh, but as a, as a way to open the door. Yes, absolutely. You know, as a way to just open the door or a way to, um, help somebody or yourself become aware because right. it's, it's hard for people sometimes to see, uh, to see what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I love this other line that you wrote in the book, which is victim town has many gifts to offer. It's where we learn our most valuable life lessons. And this is also something that there is a, there is um, a purpose. Like it's really easy to get stuck there because it's so alluring because there's just so much um, like attractive qualities to victim town, right? It's about, we also bond in victim town, right? We bond with all the other people that we're meeting in the cafes and whatever, when we're sharing our <laughs> stories. So like, I, I just wanted you to touch a little bit about like, what did you learn in victim town and what helps you kind of pull out of that into freedom bill as you call, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that you picked that out because um, in, in everything we get to choose how we think about things right? And landing in victim town is, is not a bad thing. We all, we all go there. It, it has some real gifts to offer. It's where, it's where we learn those, those hard life lessons. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it, it can be a lot of fun and very alluring to hang out there because the, the healing part, the, the feeling, our feelings, that's, mm -hmm. that's not easy. That's the not easy part. And hanging out in victim town at any of the places for a short amount of time, it's not a problem. It can be, it can be therapeutic. The problems arise when we get stuck there and mm -hmm. we're there for years, bouncing around, feeling ashamed and in denial and angry and resentful, um, that's, that's when the problems arise. So uh, in each of those places, there's um, a voice in our head. So, and I've put a name to the voice at the control factory. I call her the boss, loosely named maybe after my mother. 
not really going to say. <laughs> There's the, the manager at the gas station and the dirt bags on the denial trails. And I liken those to the, the voice that we have in our head when we're in those places. Uh, mm. And to get ourselves out requires awareness, first of all, of where we are. Um, mm. And the names help promote that. And it's a lot about embracing non-judgment, first of all, about ourselves, and then we can extend that to others, and to learning and figuring out who we really are. I think the, the ultimate quest and what keeps us from any long stays in victim town is when we can learn to love ourselves without limits or conditions, truly love ourselves. And I mean, for everybody, that's, that's, that's a little bit different. The things that helped me, I share in my book and there's so many other, uh, other ways to do it. I think it's important for people to, to not judge the way that they decide to do it. Mm, you I know? love that. Yeah. And, and it's not a prescriptive, you know, follow this, follow this one, two, three, and you'll be healed and living in Freedomville kind of thing. I wish it were. Right. Right. Um, right. Every, it's such a personal journey, but reading your story and reading about how you navigate through is so inspiring um, and will definitely help so many people, especially, you know, and you've talked about it even at the beginning of this interview, but I know for me, age was such a thing that I judged myself for, right? Being a certain age and wanting to continue to dream and to have a different life and all of these things. And so for women out there that maybe feel like they're too old or they're not, I don't know, not thin enough or not this enough to, to, to go out and to really live the life that they want, and to enter sort of this Freedomville, as you, as you talk about, like, what would you say to them if they're just becoming aware that they're in victim town? Yeah, um, I would say to, to spend some time and try to get a grip on your inner dialogue. The, the voice that talks back, so all of the places in victim town um, have a voice in our head. And the voice that responds to that, because we all have this two-way conversation in our head, right? I mean, it's yeah. really kind of weird. People think, oh, I'm the only one. It's not true. We all, we all do. But, <laughs> but here's the, if there's two voices talking in our head and one's talking back to the other, then they can't both be us. So mm. which one is the real us? And the voice that responds that is founded in love, I, I call that our heart voice. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would say that when you can listen more to your heart voice and to cultivate it, to uh, speak more often and uh, to speak up loudly, then that's what will propel you out of victim town. So tell me more about Freedomville. Is Freedomville a place that you can stay your whole life? Like, or is it? Do you dip back around to victim? Then you you grab a hold of Freedomville. You're on a vacation to Freedomville. Like, tell me how all that works. 
<laughs> so free, Freedomville is not freedom from shit storms. <laughs> I wish it was, but that unfortunately is, is, is just not the way the world works. Right. I mean, we, um, shit happens out of our control. Uh, I think for me, when I'm, when I'm in Freedomville, it's when there's a, a natural flow to life and there's joy and you feel uh, fulfilled, like you have, um, you know, a, a purpose, you're, you're, you're happy. That's, that's Freedomville. And, um, and, then, and then shit will happen. And we often go back to victim town, sometimes for an hour, sometimes for days or weeks, and, and until we're ready to learn whatever that lesson, um, you know, that, that soul lesson is. Mm-hmm. And, and then we can, then we can continue on again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was um, a part at the end of the book, which I really loved, and I would love to um, have your take on it or to kind of unpack it a little bit, which is that towards the end, well, I don't want to give away the whole book, but you do give a lot of like tips and things like that. Um, kind of like create your own adventure, sort of speak to healing. Right. And you say, um, a part of me is afraid to see because it knows that in seeing I will be asked to let go and that in letting go, I will be asked to be reborn and that in being reborn, I will have to uncover who I truly am. So I'm curious, did this process bring you closer to who you truly are? And do you still feel afraid to see who you really are? Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like peeling back the layers of an onion, you know? Um, and I'm still on that journey. I don't think any of us finish that in, in, a, in a lifetime. Uh, it took me a long time before I even started. So, I mean, certainly the younger you are or the sooner you start, uh, the more life you'll have left to live where you are lighter with more joy and happiness. Mm-hmm. And do you find that now that you've really like, the, so the book, when is it coming out? Like fully? The, it's available a- for pre-order now through okay. Amazon and Chapters Indigo and Barnes and Noble, <clears throat> excuse me. And the pub date is August 1st. It will be in bookstores uh, this summer, August 1st. Fabulous. Fabulous. So now that you have this sort of chapter kind of almost ready to go and done, what do you think you learned from having gone through it? Oh my gosh, so much about myself. I learned that our childhood coping mechanisms uh, were never meant to be permanent. Mm -hmm. I learned that our heart voice has all of the answers and we all have one. Mm -hmm. I learned that fear serves no purpose. I mean, unless it's a, a, um, uh, a survival instinct and you're in, you're in the woods and you hear a rustle in the bush and you, you, know, you turn and see, well, there's a cougar up there and you take cover, that, that's a different kind of thing. But other than that, and most of us are not in that position on a daily basis, 
fear, fear serves no purpose. Fear is a really shitty friend. Uh, Mm. Fear holds us back and makes us small and um, keeps us from being who we truly are. The -hmm. things that we, the things that we are afraid of almost always never, never ever happen. You know, I mean, how many times did we worry and worry or didn't do something and, or, or finally did it. And then we're like, oh my gosh, you know, all that worrying for nothing. What a colossal waste of time. Right. 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 Um, I've learned that it's never too late. I've learned that every human has their own, their own story and their own childhood and is somewhere along their own healing journey. And we never know. I've learned that curiosity is a really great tool. Um, I've learned that I'm always going to still be learning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what would you tell, what would you tell your younger self, your childhood self? Oh, little Liz, little Liz was, 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 uh, was a, a scaredy cat of epic proportions. Right. Uh, I, w- I would tell her that it's all that it's that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That one day that she would write a book about how <laughs> 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 well, she navigated really like something pretty pretty incredible and managed to create a whole vocabulary and a whole kind of world around what people would normally deem as like very heavy. And, and you know what I mean? Like you managed to really tackle something that most people um, just spend their whole lives spinning around in circles and can never quite get out. And you yeah. do it in a way that's very, it's real, it's deep. Um, and there's so much truth in it, but it also has a lot of levity and a lot of laughter and it's a beautiful journey and you should be so proud of yourself for, for birthing it, for creating it. There's so many people in the world that say they want to write a book and never do anything with it. There's so many people out in the world that say they, you know, want to feel comfortable in their own skin and have their voice be heard and they do nothing with it. Like you are a true testament to actually actively taking action towards those things so you are fearless Liz (laughs) (laughs) well you're very kind and reassuring thank you thank you uh I will credit you forever for my first fearless uh my first fearless acts um yeah and I'll never forget the the feeling of um, approaching those and uh, the wonderful feeling of satisfaction after having completed them. Yeah, mm. and you're you're right about the circle. In fact, it's 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 one of the things in my book, and I actually named it because I like to name things. And it's called the Shitty Life Circle. <laughs> and and I spun around that circle for most of my life and you know shit happens and then we listen to and believe one of the voices from victim town and then we take action and uh and, and our behavior is 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 based on that and and then shit happens again and we just keep going around so the uh right. the disruption of that circle is listening to our, our, our heart 
And mm-hmm. there's lots of things that, um, that we can do to strengthen our heart voice and help it to speak louder. And the things that worked for me are uh, explored in my book. And the, the great thing about this new, new age of mental health awareness uh, which COVID has has helped bring to the forefront is that there's so many other things out there, you know. There's there's all kinds of ways, and the important thing is that we listen to our heart as to what what feels right, right to 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 help us, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. To and, have discernment, you know, because I think um, so many people get caught up in like or at least I did being so literal, like I have to do everything that this person says. And it's like, no, part of listening to your own voice is to have discernment and go, you know what, that doesn't feel good. I'm going to take this and try this, or maybe I'll add a little bit of this and that. It's kind of like you're creating your own little recipe of of healing, really. Yeah. hundred percent. And your work and the program you offer uh, strengthens people's heart voice. Because Thank you help you. them, you help them tap into, uh, exactly. to, to that wisdom. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And everybody has it. Exactly. It's just yes. a matter of practicing. What does it feel like? What does it sound like? You know, how does it feel in my body to pay attention to the, the softer, kinder, loving nudges or voices or because sometimes it's a feeling too. You it know, absolutely is. Yeah, 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 you're right it's because it's voice. because well, it's our heart. It's a voice. It's our, but it's a, it's generated from our heart, which is mm-hmm. a physical part of our body, and so from a an energy standpoint and a mm-hmm. and a vibration and a feeling and a physical health standpoint, when mm-hmm. we listen and act on our heart voice wisdom, we feel it in our body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So great. So once again, navigating shit storms. That's the title. That's the title. And it's going to be, well, the pre-sale is available now. So I'm going to link it in the show notes so everybody can go get a copy. The official date of launch is August 1st. So tell me, August 1st, what are you going to be doing to celebrate? I will be. So it'll be in all the stores, but I will, I will tell you right now, we'll not be in the airport stores. I already got kicked back. I got kicked back from the title. (laughs) Didn't didn't change the title. So it will not be available in airports. However, yet uh, all the other stores and uh, I will be doing a, a book signing celebration at an Indigo bookstore back in Burlington, which is my hometown and my family's hometown on the Saturday, August 5th. And uh, then I'll be doing something again later when I fly back out West where I live now. What are you going to be doing? (laughs) Not yet. Something small. My, uh, my kids are out here. So um, I don't know, a small celebration of some sort. It is kind of like a birthday. It's my book birthday. Absolutely. It's a birthday. That's so amazing. And so what is lighting you up now? Well, I'm, I'm going to see where, where, where it goes. I'm in the process of creating online workshops. I call it the heart voice power plan. 
and it's uh, it's it's a means to help uh, help other people with some structure for getting a grip on their on their inner dialogue. And I'm also working on a guidebook that will be downloadable for people to work through things self-directed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And so and then, when could, oh, when is the workshop going to be? The workshop should, it should be available online in a couple months. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully just before the book is in bookstores, that will be available. So, so it's sort of like they work together, right? You can yes. read the book and then have the course. Oh, I love that idea. That's so great. Yes. Oh, Thank wonderful. you. And so, if you were to say in one year from now or one year from your book launch, talk to me about where you see yourself. So that's also interesting. I do, I have some goals. My goals are more around the way that I want to feel as opposed to the how those are going to come up. So one of the mm-hmm. things that has helped me stay out of victim town is trusting in all outcomes. Mm. And not being too controlling as to what those specific outcomes are, right? I I I would like to I would like to do some traveling and uh I would like to spread the word uh and help people strengthen their heart voice. I'd like to reach a lot of people. How exactly that is going to work out, I'm I'm open. So we'll see. I want to feel like I'm making a difference for a lot of people. Um, I got my first NetGalley review by a complete stranger and was super stoked that it was a five-star review and Ooh. that my book made, made a, a, a considerable difference for her. And that was, that was very timely. Well, what about for you? you look at your life and you look at yourself and think I'm so proud of myself for all that I've accomplished, all that I've been able to birth in this chapter, in this healing journey. I hope that you do. Yeah, I do. I do for sure. And I think too, because it was such a long time for me, um, it's, it's still new. And so I'm, Mm. I'm still, I'm still, relishing you know every day that I I wake up and I'm I'm happy and I like what I see in the mirror and I'm you know I'm I'm laughing and and living a lighter a much lighter life I Mm -hmm. I'm not taking I'm not I haven't become complacent or yet with that um and I'm I'm still in awe actually I guess that's what it is Mm. I'm Mm. I'm still in that I'm still in that honeymoon phase, right? <laughs> I'm in the honeymoon phase of happiness. Ah, and so, and so it's hard, uh, I think, to uh, to focus or to predict. You know, like I wouldn't have ever predicted that I was here, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, trying not to 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 tamp it down. I. Right want to continue to to grow and expand right of course absolutely but you know I think I'll just say this for me like appreciating these moments of like wow I can't believe 
I did this, you know, like you did this, you wrote a freaking book, you know, like that's really incredible. Like, again, I can't stress that enough. So many people think I have a book in me and they just don't do anything with it. And here you are, you, from the moment I met you until now, like everything you said you were going to do, you have done that, that alone you should celebrate because that actually is about personal integrity to really honor those promises that you um, have for yourself. And that to me is sort of like what the journey is about because we can't, we can't predict what everybody's going to say or do or how well this book is going to, you know, be received, blah, blah, blah. But going to bed at night saying, wow, like I honored this promise I had for myself. Like I, I did it. Like that's, freaking amazing and I'm just gonna use this energy to like continue and continue on and you just keep doing that because that's also part of you know everybody has the heart voice or the soul voice or whatever your intuition but many people just don't act on it you know you can even listen to it but you don't actually act on it and so then you're constantly betraying yourself because then it's like, oh, I should have done this. Yeah, I heard that voice and I didn't do it. And then it builds guilt. And then you have judgment against yourself. And then it's just like you're back in that victim town, right? And it just becomes this cycle. So, yeah, I mean, I just, it's just a beautiful thing to witness. And I just, I hope that you really appreciate that about yourself. Thank you. Yes, yes. I think it'll really be real for me when I walk into a bookstore and they're on the (laughs) shelf. Yes. Yeah. That'll that'll be the proud moment for me. So yes, I am I am anticipating that uh, yes. that very much. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Thank, thank you, you for, for having me. Of course. Thank you for being this big bright light and for going after your dreams and what you want and sharing your beautiful voice with the world and helping so many people by doing so and. And again, like really honoring yourself. I think that's, you can't, it's like, we can't be good for anybody until we first take care of our own stuff. Right. Yep. Yes. And so, yeah. So for all the mothers out there, I feel like this is a big one for mothers who are like <laughs> just giving, 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 like, remember you're at a certain point, like you need to fill yourself up as well. So. Well, that's yeah. very true. And, and, and well said, if we, if we, if we don't have the resources ourselves, then uh, we don't have them to give. So yeah. the the whole self care thing is 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 a gift to the world. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it's really it's critical. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will put all of your info in the show notes. Everybody can check you out, follow you, and um, thank you again for joining me. It's always a pleasure to see your beautiful smile and to be a part of your your world and your work and ah. Uh, it's just wonderful. And I'm Thank cheering you. you on always. I hope you know that. Yes, I do. I am. I will always <laughs> love you for my, 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 my fearless beginning. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Well, take care, Liz. And, um, and we look forward to reading your beautiful book and devouring your words and, and seeing that big board game. <laughs> <laughs> who knows where things will lead right you can you can f- follow me on my on my on my website at lizlongwrites.com and stay in the loop with with whatever's coming down the pipe who knows fantastic awesome we will do that take care Liz. thank you